Hello, I am Katerina Sliva. I am a partner at Dentons in the Real Estate Group. I am also the head of our Land Use Planning, Municipal and Development Law Group. I help our developer and landowner clients secure zoning and other development approvals for their projects. I am the lead of our Canada Smart Cities Think Tank. I am also your host for the Smart Cities Chat Podcast Series, brought to you by Dentons. This podcast series covers a broad range of topics within the Smart Cities space. Everything from drones, communication, 5G, privacy and related issues, P3s, transportation and smart mobility, sustainable, smart communities, and much, much more. You can find our episodes at www.dentons.com on our podcast page. There you can access our episodes as well as an episode description for each topic and information on our speakers. And now over to our podcast. I'm thrilled to introduce my partner, Monica Song, who will be speaking with Sean Slack, the Director of Information Technology and Chief Information Officer for the City of Mississauga, and Paul Cowling, Senior Vice President, General Counsel and Regulatory Affairs at Shaw Communications, Inc. And they will be speaking to us about 5G network deployment, enabling an essential driver of smart city solutions. Uh, First, I will briefly introduce Monica, who chairs the Communications Law Group at Dentons. She advises a wide range of Canadian and foreign clients on the business, legal, regulatory, licensing, and public policy issues affecting the communications industry. She has particular expertise in radio communication issues, including satellite authorizations, spectrum auctions, wireless licensing, antenna siting, wholesale tariffing, and equipment authorization issues. She routinely advises on the application of existing legal and regulatory frameworks to new and innovative technologies and applications. Welcome, Monica, uh, Paul, and Sean. Over to you, Monica. I'm very happy to join you all uh, today. Um, I'd just like to briefly introduce the uh, two speakers who are who are joining me uh, today uh, on this session. So first of all, we have Sean Slack, the Director of Information Technology at, uh, and Chief Information Officer at the City of Mississauga. Uh, Sean has been with the city uh, for over 20 years in increasingly senior leadership roles. As the first, uh, as, as the first chief information officer for uh, the city of Mississauga, he implemented the first IT master plan for the city and most recently the smart city master plan. Um, Sean is also very active with public safety, working on the Public Safety Broadband Network Initiative, which has as its objective to implement a public safety cellular network across Canada. And he's also a trained incident commander for emergency management with the city. Um, Second, we have Paul Cowling, uh, who has uh, who has also um, had increasingly senior roles with Shaw Communications, Inc a large um, uh, telecom uh, carrier and broadcast undertaking in Canada. Paul has been with Shaw for over 10 years. And prior to joining Shaw, he was in private practice and has also worked at uh, the CRTC. So we're very fortunate uh, to have with us uh, two people who present um, uh, very interesting 
uh, perspectives on the issue of our topic today, which is 5G network deployment, enabling an essential driver of smart city uh, solutions. You can't have a smart city without widespread and accessible network connectivity and ensuring timely uh, deployment, uh, including 5G wireless deployments is in the public interest, but it also presents its own set of challenges and opportunities. Um, we all know, uh, we've all heard uh, many things about 5G, about the um, innovative applications and services that it will enable. 5G is essentially a shorthand for the next generation of mobile wireless technologies. And we are currently at the tail end of the fourth generation, or also known as 4G or LTE, mobile wireless technologies. And 5G is now on the horizons, horizon. Um, so I thought I would um, um, start by asking uh, each of you, Sean and Paul, uh, to talk about you know, what, what challenges and opportunities the advent of 5G presents for your organizations from the perspective of both a city um, managing uh, 5G deployment, as well as uh, a mobile wireless carrier, Shaw Communications, um, uh, uh, who also has to manage uh, uh, this, this coming advent of 5G. So um, perhaps I'll, I'll start with, um, with um, uh, Paul, uh, first of all, to address some of those. Sure, thanks, thanks Monica. And <clears throat> I think um, in terms of the challenges and opportunities for the organization, I think they're very consistent with the challenges and opportunities that we see with with 5G and, and smart cities um, generally across the board for Canada, for the Canadian population, for, for our society. A couple of uh, themes that I um, remark upon as we talk more and more about 5G, obviously in the current environment with the COVID-19 pandemic, a lot of what we were seeing in terms of digitization and virtualization um, has accelerated those those big structural changes that we were seeing in the economy and society are now happening faster than we previously anticipated because of the pandemic. And, and that's an important consideration, obviously consumers and Canadians and business people and school um, <clears throat> kids and teachers are living very differently than they were a year ago. And that behavior is driving the need for digitization and digital infrastructure that will support that digitization. Um, but at the same time, as we look forward to the future and what the economy looks like coming out of COVID and how we reorient the economy to a growth stance, 5G is going to be a significant enabler of that, both from an investment perspective, lots of investment by carriers, um, you know, there's, been a, there's, there's been lots of estimates out there and I think the estimates will probably be less than what we actually spend, but you know, 25 billion over the next couple of years, 26 billion. Um, but at the same time, obviously, uh, in addition to that investment, the, the enabling power of 5G connectivity for future economic growth in the economy is, is becoming really, really important. So 
What that means is that resilient connectivity, strong, robust connectivity has become even more important, um, not only because of 5G and the move towards 5G and the digitization of our economy, but because of the pandemic. And, and I'd say one other theme that, that, that comes up time and time again is we're not done uh, investing and uh, these, these grades of 5G and LTE and 3G are helpful markers in terms of where we're at and where we're moving in the evolution of our networks and the evolution of the applications that they support. But I think it's fair to say that there won't be uh, a flick of a switch when 5G starts and LTE ends. Um, and, and we've been preparing for 5G for some time now in terms of network investment uh, and, and the other things that need to happen to support 5G, including spectrum releases and so on, have been going on for some time and will go on for some time in the future. So this is a dynamic evolution um, and the work that's involved in, in, in building a 5G network in terms of the, the challenge that you pointed out, I'd say, you know, we're gonna be going from um, a very macro connectivity environment where we're, we're connected through these big towers that have big coverage to a very micro environment with tons and tons of densification of the radios and antenna and equipment. And that's necessary because we, the densification, which is probably a hundred times, is empowering what we call smart cities. I mean, when I think about smart cities, I think about smart buildings, smart cars, smart um, energy, smart lighting, the list goes on and on. And really what we mean by smart is connected. Smart doesn't work unless it's connected. And in order for that connection to occur, you need that densification of the networks. So I'll pause there to give to give Sean a chance to pipe in there. Thanks, Paul. Good segue on the connectivity piece. And I would say from a city perspective, uh, connectivity matters. And so cities um, you know, are a very diverse set of uh, services uh, ranging from non-essential to public safety. And, and we connect our services you know, with various uh, types of technologies, whether that's fiber, uh, wireless infrastructure, and cellular infrastructure. And, um, and so cellular is, is a big part of how we deliver services. And, and so I think um, that's an important aspect when you think about cities and smart city, uh, because data uh, and data communications is how we have uh, situational awareness it's how we make decisions and it's how we actually improve uh, services. And, and that's, it is, it's a foundation to a smart city. You have to start from the ground up and have the infrastructure and connectivity in place first. From a challenges and opportunities perspective, I think you know, Paul mentioned, so in the uh, densification, small cell uh, technology. So that's, uh, that is a, uh, um, a change to the built environment. So that is one of the challenges is understanding, you know, the types of radio equipment antennas and how that's going to be integrated into the built environment on the pole infrastructure um, and, and the connectivity. And, and so I think uh, the Federation, uh, Canadian municipalities and AMO both uh, had the same uh, comments through their assessment was, you know, the city's municipalities role really is to understand what's happening within the right of way. And I think that it's a challenge, but it's also an opportunity because it, it you know, it enables collaboration um, uh, with the commercial providers and I think there's a real opportunity to do something really unique uh, as we roll out 5G. Um, and I think the other thing that um, that uh, is going to be interesting with 5G is is 
is it really does have uh, operational and economic opportunities. You know, as we look forward uh, to autonomous vehicles and other smart sensor technologies, uh, we're going to need that type of uh, capacity uh, across the entire landscape of a city. Uh, and, and, and so I think that's an opportunity um, and, and part of the reason why, you know, 5G is a necessary next step in the evolution of, of cellular technology. Uh, so the city is actually undertaking an assessment on 5G right now, and it really is just looking at, you know, how do we inform our key stakeholders and decision makers um, um, and our partners in how this solution will be delivered? Um, how do we inform that um, and understand the opportunities and the challenges and manage uh, collaboratively? And then we have examples where we're working with two of our, our large waterfront developments, Bright Water and Lakeview. Uh, where we've got a, an interesting opportunity to have the conversations before um, any of it is built. And, and so it's interesting, Smart City, uh, the built environment uh, technology in Smart City is part of the front end of the conversation now as opposed to an afterthought, which is, it's a nice shift to see. Okay, Th thanks so much, guys. So so let, let's, um, you've talked a bit about uh, about the opportunities that, that uh, 5G uh, presents. Um, before we jump into some of the challenges in a bit more detail for the audience, can you just can you just tell me, okay, if 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 you had to if you had to identify, you know, the the chief opportunity that you think five um, G presents, either from a societal um, or collectivity perspective, or from your organization, what what would that be? I just want to set that up before we talk a little bit about some of the challenges that you think you're facing. Yeah, I think, um, as I said before, 5G is part of a, a dynamic evolution in, in, in network investment that, that, uh, that's an ongoing effort. Um, for our organization in particular, um, we are a newcomer to the wireless space. We entered the market in 2016. We are a new competitor um, building a brand new network effectively to compete against the three large national incumbents. So we don't have nearly the same scale. We don't have nearly the same access to spectrum um, that the, the three national incumbents have. And we don't have the same number of subscribers to support an investment profile that they have. So we have a, a, a unique set of challenges from our perspective vis-a-vis uh, -vis the, the incumbent competitors in the marketplace. Having said that though, um, we are committed to 5G. In fact, if we're not committed to 5G, then we're not really going to be part of the ecosystem going forward. So one of the things I would point out is, is, is for us, what we see is an opportunity to be part of um, competition in that next stage. And competition in that next stage will look very different from, from competition in the previous eras, notwithstanding what I said about evolution. Um, because we are now connecting virtually everything, we're connecting and we're creating these smart things, smart cities, smart buildings, smart, I like to talk about smart concrete and smart trees, because literally you can have sensors in, in, in almost everything that will help you um, forecast developments that are both natural and, and human. Um, and, and that will help you be more efficient. I mean, I think smart lighting is one of my favorite examples because it just seems so intuitive to me that 
if there's less pedestrian traffic and less vehicle traffic, the traffic lights should dim. And isn't that great because that reduces the costs for the municipality that um, reduces the carbon footprint of the municipality because you have less energy going into the lighting. And you're also uh, reducing the light, which is like pollution. So you're helping the birds. I mean, there's, there's cascading positive externalities to this that I don't think we've seen in previous generations of, of wireless. That for us as a newcomer is a source of potential innovation. And you know, um, one of the things that we're looking at and, and actually just announced this morning is initiatives um, in terms of industrial internet of things. So we're working with all kinds of different industries uh, to, to, to leverage our, um, our spectrum and technology experience to help them start their Internet of Things platform. The, the announcement we made this morning was an initiative that we did with tech in Western Canada. And, and you know, the so-called tech industry um, isn't really a tech industry anymore, in my mind, because virtually every industry, mining, oil and gas, um, environmental management, uh, manufacturing, retail, all of these industries are now technology driven and will be leveraging 5G in a way that will make them more efficient, more responsive to consumer needs. Um, so we see opportunities in that for, as a competitor and as, and, a, and as an innovator. It's great, uh, Paul. Good, good example. So the uh, the sensor, the sensor based uh, technology is definitely of interest. And I mentioned about the situational awareness around operations and so we've had LED lighting for six or seven years now. I've had the benefit of visibility. Some challenges too with the existing communications, but but definitely a cost savings and, and the carbon footprint piece and uh, better data has, has been a benefit. Um, I had a couple of examples uh, of opportunities and I'll use some real life examples. So we had the Hickory explosion in, uh, in, in Mississauga. It was a significant event uh, and had to set, set up a mobile command center. And, and which required the cellular connectivity. Uh, and, and so we had some limitations with the capabilities given the demand for video and communications, um, interoperability between multiple agencies. So there were some real challenges um, with setting up the command center itself. And, and, I'm, and I think with a, a, a greater capacity uh, with technology like 5G, we would have had a better uh, end solution for sure. So that would be one example with a mobile command center. Certainly with the, with the police, with the, the body cameras, another great example. Uh, and, you, and you're probably seeing, you know, across Canada, a little experimentation with 5G uh, and that type of uh, mobile technology. Um, and then on the uh, public safety side, from a, a transportation perspective, you think of, of Vision Zero. Probably another great example would be um, using uh, technology like video analytics where you so where you have uh, edge computing video analytics uh, in an intersection to look at pedestrian movement active transportation so bikes and scooters and then traffic and then using that technology to better inform decision making around public safety so from a vision zero perspective you want to reduce injury and fatality and and so 5g is a great example and actually the university of british columbia had done uh, a bit of research uh, around the use of 5G, um, and that was one of the use cases. And I think Vision Zero is, is a common goal uh, worldwide and, and, and a problem. So I would say um, the city of Mississauga is certainly well positioned. We have an, a new advanced traffic management system, which has some capabilities that where this would work. And it's one of the things that we'll be looking at in the future. And, and 5G um, certainly would be um, a benefit for the types of workloads from a compute uh, perspective. 
uh, in the field. Okay, great, guys. So, so if we could just pivot uh, briefly to to talking a bit about about the challenges. So, Sean, you had you had just talked about some of the opportunities that you see from the perspective of actually a, a, a service provider, uh, a provider of public services. What are some of the challenges that that you are you are most concerned about? Maybe that keep you up at night with respect to five G deployment in particular. Well, I'm not too sure it keeps me up at night. <laughs> a lot of the things to worry about, <laughs> but um, I would say, you know, it, it is about city building. It is it's a different because it's not it's not the large tower type infrastructure. So it's gonna, it's on it's on the streets. Uh, it's within the right of way. It's it's on the streetscape. It's going to be visible. And so I just want to make sure that that we have a really good process to, to manage through that, that as a municipality or municipalities in general are not seen as barriers to the process, but partners. I think collaboration is going to be really important through this process. Uh, and you've seen in other countries where that has been a, a problem around the deployment of 5G. So I think that it is a challenge, but I think it's a great opportunity because um, I have seen collaboration around construction on fibers, an example. So in Mississauga, we We've had joint uh, construction projects with with other uh, commercial providers uh, around putting conduit around for fiber, and and so I know that we can collaborate, and I know that we can be successful. But it is a challenge because um, it's um, it's uh, it's new, so it's attachments to poles, um, and and so one of the things that in to address that challenge that we'll be looking at is you know, features like smart poles. And, and I'm not saying smart poles everywhere, but smart poles where, where it matters and, and where you where beautification within the street right away is really important is that maybe some of the components, the compute, the radio equipment, the cables can be um, carried with inside the pole um, to reduce, you know, the, the visibility of the technology when really the benefit is the access to the technology, not seeing it. So I think, that is a bit of a challenge, but I also think it's an opportunity for cities to work collaboratively with uh, with industry. Thank you, Paul. Um, so, so Sean's talked about densification. Uh, he's talked about some aesthetic concerns that the city has to manage with uh, dense uh, and lower to the ground deployments. What, from your perspective, are some of the challenges that that mobile you as a mobile wireless carrier uh, face? Yeah, I think. Um, <clears throat> And, and maybe challenge isn't totally the right word, but I think it's just the work, the work that we'll need to do. And I think Sean said it very well when he talked about collaboration. I think there, you know, there is, where the good news is, is that everyone's incented to collaborate. Um, there's lots of reasons for municipalities to be uh, very keen on, on, on getting 5G deployed. And obviously uh, the, the, the providers want to deploy it uh, to make sure that Canada is 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 uh, staying in step with developments around the world, so I think we're all uh, motivated to work together, and 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 everyone wants very similar outcomes. So um, nobody wants ugly. Uh, everyone wants beautification. Um, ugly doesn't serve our industry well, and it doesn't serve our consumers well or our customers well. So we want to make sure that local. Um, Local concerns on that front are addressed. I, uh, I guess one one thing I would say in terms of that work, um, networks tend to get um, 
to get built and designed in a manner that we want to ensure that there was a consistent level of quality across the network footprint. And so um, that usually touches more than one community. And uh, increasingly, um, uh, the mobile side of Shaw has been expanding into more rural and remote communities. Um, the wireline side of Shaw has always been active in the rural and remote space. And uh, so we're very familiar with building relationships with local communities, whether it's big cities, medium-sized cities, or smaller towns and villages. And I think that consistency of network experience requires um, in each of those communities, a, a different approach, a more, um, a more localized approach, because we need to have that collaboration occurring at the local level. And so we need to be building those relationships. And, and I think Shaw is always taking pride uh, in, in building those relationships across its footprint, its wireline footprint in Western Canada, and more recently in the mobile space. Um, but to facilitate that, to facilitate those conversations, I do think we need a bit of leadership at the national level to bring together some education to um, uh, to help help municipal municipalities navigate that um, and to help the carriers uh, navigate and plan through sort of a, a, a streamlined process to the extent that that's possible some principles some some guidelines some some uh, um, some similar approaches to things. And so I think that's a lot of work because each municipality is in a very different set of circumstances. But I think we want to make sure that that all the good that can come out of 5G is available, not just in the big cities that that have a, a much more, you know, have access to more resources and so on. Local communities may not, but even in the cities, there's a different set of challenges because of, of, of dense uh, populations and so on. So there's a different set of conversations that need to happen. So I think there's an opportunity to, to, to do both, to do that work at the local level, but also to kind of um, bring together some principles at the national level. Um, and I think there's more work to be done by the industry in terms of education. I mean, one of the organizations that I'm involved with, uh, the CWTA, Canadian Wireless Telecommunications Association, has a sort of um, sponsors an organization called the 5G Canada Council. And one of the goals with that council is to um, increase the level of education, increase the level of awareness about 5G um, so that we can move further along in these conversations. Well, this has certainly been um, uh, a good conversation. Um, I thank you so much for uh, joining us, uh, Sean Slack and Paul Cowling. Um, we could clearly uh, go on at length and perhaps we will have an opportunity to do that again. Um, um, thanks very much. Dentons is a global legal practice providing client services worldwide through its member firms and affiliates. This episode is not designed to provide legal or other advice, and you should not take and refrain from taking action based on its contents. Please see Dentons.com for legal notices. Our speakers from this podcast episode and any other professional in our group will be pleased to speak with you on today's topic or any other topic related to smart cities. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for other episodes in our Smart Cities Chat podcast series.